I don't know a ton about your background. Uh, I, I, I do know that you want uh, podcasters to, to do intros because <laughs> I, <laughs> I creeped on you a little bit. Uh, but, and, and it's something I definitely agree on, which is that when people introduce themselves, they do the same talk track that they always do in every podcast. So it can, can be a bit annoying. Um, and something I, I definitely subscribe to is, is this idea that the host introduces all the regular talking points and then goes, is there anything that I missed? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I really like that. So, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, you're pretty accessible. You have your, your for LinkedIn, you, you did uh, marketing for a bit. Uh, then you were head of growth at Bear Metrics. Uh, but also you've been doing the stair step stuff, which you do not put on LinkedIn. Um, so hey, marketers, right. refactoring growth, mental models, marketing, and now swipe files. And then your step four is going to be your SaaS. So we can talk about that kind of stuff. And, and uh, the people watching and listening are going to be pretty familiar with like the stair step approach and basically like the indie cool. hacker canon. Um, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but but we can um, just talk about these ideas because I think I think I'm I'm also kind of like semi heading down that path, and um, we can definitely mm-hmm. you know swap notes. Um, I think where I where I guess I wanted to you know kick this off with was um, just uh, you're you're thinking about going full time. I, I think that that was like a big mm-hmm. um, moment for me. I was like, oh, this isn't just like a side project for you now. Like this is you're you're really serious about this. Uh, I'm sure you're you like that was not an easy decision. I think you, you wrote a blog post about it. I, I kind of read it, and um, apparently, like you you had this conversation with Josh uh, Levy from Holloway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like just like talk, talk to me about like how how that was like emotionally. Like, uh, I, I mean, I think this is a this is a topic that's super interesting to a lot of people. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, I think as I mentioned in the article, I I wanted to be. Uh, an entrepreneur for a long time since I was 19. I'm 25 now, almost 26. And so it's been sort of top of mind. And when I say like I wanted to be an entrepreneur, like I really wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like it wasn't like a a, a entrepreneur aspiring like, oh, one day I think it'd be nice to own my business. Like I am every single, every single second of the day thinking about what can I do today that's going to help me become an entrepreneur one day or, you know, the next day or next year. Um, so every opportunity, you know, job-wise, learning, you know, book, resources, whatever it is, it's always been like, how do I use this as a stepping stone to get to where I wanted to be? So all that to say, um, when uh, when the pandemic hit, it really got me thinking about taking it a little bit more seriously and kind of finally taking that step. Um, one, because I was kind of fed up with just being employed. Uh, this is shared in like a private community, right? It is a private community. But I mean, okay. bare metrics. Okay. Uh, I, I do know that there was some sale going on and, and all that. Um, but it, it it is it is. Um, I can I can cut out whatever as well. I, I, I'm just interested okay. in, in you and just having a chat with you. Um, yeah. No. I just I, I want to be as candid as possible. And um, and to be honest, because it's nothing against Josh or against bare metrics at all. But I sort of felt like I was getting gypped because um, I was the only marketing and salesperson in the company. And there was already like a decent amount of kind of friction around, I don't know if you can tell, but if you know Josh and you just go through his Twitter, he's, he's actually very averse to marketing and sales and like just kind of is like allergic to it and wants to stay away from it. So I was like the necessary evil in the company, <laughs> kind of like working um, in a straight jacket, like, hey, everything that you do, we have to like change it and pare it down so that it's not as like marketing-y, which I've gotcha. I never really understood. And so I was, I was starting to get really bored also, I mean, we were getting great results, like not a huge company, not ginormous growth, but by me joining the company, you know, we were able to 
add, you know, several hundred thousand dollars in annual recurring revenue, and I'm still making my tiny paycheck with, you know, one-time bonuses. And it just feels like, dude, this is not a good deal for me when I'm doing all the work for this. And then <laughs> and the founder Josh, isn't even bought in. Yeah. Right. And, and the founder isn't even bought into what I'm doing. Um, I mean, he's so bought I, in I, enough I totally to, get, to hire you. I mean, he, he could have just not had a hit of growth. Right. So he's bought enough to, to hire me. Um, but then there, there was a lot of friction because um, especially through the pandemic, I was, I was actually the one who was like, Hey, we should do, like less marketing or like different marketing, or we should really focus on the community. But Josh was still very like, uh, grow, grow, grow. We need to really like hit the pavement. We need to be out there. Uh, we need to be able to prove what's working. We need to, you know, experiment with ad channels. And I was kind of like, I don't know if that's really the right approach for us. <laughs> um, and so uh, I was thinking by the end of August or end of September that I would sort of leave and go out on my own anyways. Um, now, what ended up happening that I didn't know was that the company was being prepared to be acquired, <laughs> uh, which was great. I thought from the get-go that he should sell it and that he wasn't really in the right place for it anymore. And he's a maker. He's not really a CEO, manager type. Um, and uh, so I was happy for that. That's not a problem. Um, so in September, I was, I was actually let go. So it was perfect timing for me because I was like, great, I don't have to be the one to leave. Um, you know, a month later, things made a little bit more sense when it was like, okay, company acquired, you know, restructure, going to a new, a new team. He's just preparing mm-hmm. everything, um, reducing the, the burn rate. And, um, and I wasn't, I wasn't really doing a lot of useful things by the end anyways, again, because I felt like I was working with a straight jacket. So anyways, all I'd say, the decision was made for me in a way, <laughs> but more of the decision for me was, do I go, uh, you know, find another job or do I take this thing seriously and go full time on swipe files? And that's really where I started to put the pieces together and think, no, I want to make a run at this. I want to give it my all. I want to not have to work for someone else again. Um, when I left, I, I don't say this to be conceited, but I had like a hundred job opportunities just like thrown in my lap informally of like, Hey, we really want you to apply for this thing. Um, and quite literally like a massive amount, same thing with consulting. Like I started doing some consulting just to be able to pay the bills. And technically I haven't gone full-time on SwiFells, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, but I've had to turn away an insane amount of leads that I'm super blessed to, to be able to say that I, that I had the interest for. Just um, a follow-up question on that. Um, was that because yeah. of your prior, um, I guess, public work? Like, um, w- w- were they totally. all like, mar- like, you know, marketer, like, um, yeah, essentially like you, you were putting out a lot of stuff anyway. So th- that was kind of your lead gen. Right. I was putting out a lot of stuff. You know, I'd grown a decent following on Twitter. Um, people knew what I was doing. I was very involved, especially in like the bootstrap SaaS kind of community. Um, and I was also through Bear Metrics. And this is one of the, the amazing um, opportunities that I got through Bear Metrics was I was talking to, you know, 10 to 20 CEOs, founders, or marketing leaders oh, at customers every week <laughs> who were who are customers. Yeah. And so I met a lot of amazing relationships that turn either into mentoring or just friends or advisors or people I could just turn to uh, and call them friends. And so, um, yeah, hundred percent, a lot of it was just through connections and things that I had already done in the past. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And then uh, I guess you're talking, you're, you're going to talk about Savvy Cal. That was the opportunity. Yeah. So Savvy Cal is like the one main consulting client that I decided to take on. Uh, one, because there was a, a startup idea that I had and was really bullish on, and I knew that he was working on it, and I'd sent him a whole bunch of ideas, and so 
Um, so when he reached out to me, I was like, I can't say no, like it, it's going to be a lot of fun and it'll pay the bills and it'll just kind of be like a win-win. So I count that as a blessing and uh, that's been a lot of fun. But in the next coming months, like I, my goal really is to truly actually go full-time on swipe files uh, to really give it my time and attention because what's happened is that, you know, to pay the bills, I still have to give consulting and mentoring clients. So I, I work with two companies right now on consulting basis and eight companies on a mentoring advisory basis. Oh. And uh, so it still takes up essentially three days out of my work week and the majority of my mental share because I'm tr you know, trying to get them results and I'm brainstorming and I'm checking in over Slack and email and you know, uh, writing down ideas, doing research. And so swipe files is still like secondary, which is lame. And there's like a hundred things that I wanna do for it. And all these things that I think I can do to get it to where it is paying my bills, but I just haven't quite yet. Um, so now I feel like I'm getting to a point where like, no, I need to actually give swipe files my full attention, not just um, release myself from employment, but actually employ myself through this thing. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're getting there. Um, your goal is a thousand true fans, but um, I think you're default alive now. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. I, I've, I've reached rent money status. Um, so I have about, I have 206 members as of this recording. Um, the, the interesting part about uh, the membership though, is that it's an annual, annual. upfront membership. And so it, it sounds good because you get a good amount of money upfront, but then what happens is that every month you start from scratch again, unless you have a renewal, but that's something that you would have done last year, right? Yeah. So in April, I'm expecting my first renewals, which is gonna be great, but I still am starting from scratch every month on acquiring new members. So to be default alive for me, technically, I need to either get to uh, about 500 members, um, which I then know on an ongoing basis will average out to something that can, you know, be pro you know, realm and profitable for me, or I need to consistently acquire about 50 new members per month. And that I, I know, you know, will pay the bills for me uh, and then eventually get me to that thousand true fans. So that's kind of the crux of like where I'm trying to ramp up to in order to be able to get my full-time attention and, you know, possibly subsidize it a bit with a little bit of savings. Yeah. I think Derek's actually mentioned this because he started out only monthly and then I, I think I had to like go bother him for an annual plan because I just wanted to. Yeah. He doesn't have it like built in yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Then, <laughs> um, and he was like, I, I think he actually mentioned on his podcast that, um, it's weird. It's harder to figure out like what the turn might be if, if you don't know. Um, anyway, uh, before we get too tactical, I just wanted to like zoom out a little bit again. Um, yeah. You're super motivated about, about being an entrepreneur and uh, I guess financial freedom, whatever, whatever that is. Is there like a motivational, like, is there someone, is it somebody, some story that really motivates that? Like how, how come you've been, you know, almost obsessed by this for so long? Like, I, I, I feel like people have to work for a bit and then they find their way to, <laughs> to this lifestyle. Um, what, like what, right. like, yeah. I mean, just go back a little bit on, on, on that. I think uh, really plugging in and finding the indie hackers community has been probably like the, the main driving factor to me. Okay. Um, it's kind of like, again, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse because once you see someone like today, you know, one of the people I, I would say that I look up to is Jordan O'Connor. He's a solo founder. He has one SaaS company, uh, Closet Tools, and makes over 40 grand a month. He barely works on it and he keeps growing. 
And like, that's the dream. Like who, who wouldn't want to be Jordan in, in that scenario, right? And so you hear these stories for years about, I kind of stumbled into it because when I first started in college, I, wanted, I thought I wanted to go into accounting and finance. Um, ended up not liking it that much and found myself building websites for people and like brainstorming how to get them leads for their local business or whatever it was. And then I transferred colleges and they didn't actually have an accounting or finance degree. So I went into marketing and then thought, oh, this makes a ton of sense. By that time, I had already discovered podcasts like uh, Mixergy and Stars for the Rest of Us and, and then eventually Indie Hackers. Um, and then in your head all day long, I was doing, I was commuting <laughs> from Alpine, San Diego to downtown, which is about a 45 minute drive without traffic, with traffic. So I was driving for literally about four to five hours a day for about four years. And all day long, I had these stories of people being entrepreneurs, having financial freedom, you know, guys uh, going the VC route, guys going the Indie Hacker route. And it's like, once you taste it, you kind of can't go back. Like once you see what's possible, you want it. Like you're dissatisfied with anything less than that. So that's like the very... Um, superficial kind of answer to that. But I think, I think very innately for me, um, very like naturally, uh, I want to have some sort of like autonomy over my own, like what I work on, what I like working on. I've never been, like I've always been someone who gets great grades and who complies and follows the rules, but kind of with a grudge, like I will do all the work and do things right to get me to, to get me out of it. Um, I hated school. I hated college. Um, I hated all the schoolwork. I hated the entire program, but I did it to get me a job, which I thought then could get me uh, into a place where I could be a business owner. And um, so I think just innately, I like, I want to have autonomy. I want to be able to work on what I want to work on and, and have some sort of control over mastery. I want to have some sort of purpose where, uh, again, like I know, like, does this thing give me some sort of fulfillment, but also does this enable me to some degree financially to maybe not have to work someday or to be able to work less and choose my own hours. Um, or maybe that does have some sort of greater impact. Um, and those just aren't things that I saw with employment. Um, and I think that's totally reasonable for a lot of other people. It's just for me, I think with a combination of seeing what's possible and then also uh, innately not being maybe fit for kind of like the traditional mold of an employee um, was what made me so driven to be an entrepreneur. Gotcha. I mean, yeah, that, that's that's totally legit. And yeah, I mean, I, I I've definitely felt, uh, spent a couple of years listening to the exact same things in my head, and it's it's kind of weird because like you're choosing to indoctrinate yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But you're kind of giving yourself ammo, um, and it's it's kind yep. of weird um, because like you, you still have to do the job as as an employee, but then you're always thinking outside of work uh, about this stuff, and it's definitely something I, yeah. I I do I do struggle with <laughs> yeah i mean that was one of the other things for brain metrics too where i was like i'm just not interested in doing this anymore like all yeah. my thoughts are around slide files and hair marketers and other business ideas and like i'm kind of not doing my job as well as i could because i'm so interested and focused on these other things outside of work it, and it's... at some point you have to think well i either need to like put that all away and forget about it and focus on my work or i need to move on from my work to get to those things yeah, and so that's the route that I chose. Do you, do you feel some irony in like this? Um, you you work so hard to get to a point where your professional reputation is getting you all these opportunities, right? Like, you know, just people people uh, 
giving you, I, I, you know, I, I, and I kind of get that, get that too. But you, but, but by the time you get there, you, you kind of want something else. <laughs> oh yeah. And don't, don't you feel like, so that, that's a little bit what I feel right now, which is like, I'm choosing to walk away um, from this thing, which I earned and built a reputation for myself for to do something slightly different, which is hopefully closer to what I want. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what, what do you, did you have like FOMO or <laughs> I don't know what, it, I don't know what to call yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, sunk cost uh, right sunk cost fallacy a little bit i mean a little bit because um something i've learned about myself is that it's very easy for me to have like shiny object syndrome and uh and also just like if you're an ambitious person then every milestone is just like a means to an end to the next milestone and so it's like this vicious cycle of like okay, got here, now looking at the next thing, got there, looking at the next thing, and then like, you're never happy. So I think I've learned to, to, to find some contentment and to find some happiness through that. I also just think, you know, I was thinking before I left Barometrics, um, well, while I really be happier, like working for myself or like working on my own stuff and even like doing consulting, um, or is it just going to be kind of that, uh, maybe this fallacy that I've created for myself, the story that I've told myself, and it might not be true. Um, but it, it definitely has been true. And now that's my thinking for this next milestone of like actually going truly full-time on Swipe Files is um, I find myself, you know, I love doing the consulting. I love helping people, but it's still not like the thing that I want to do. And I think that I will be happier, more fulfilled, more driven working for myself entirely. And when I get there, I think that I'll find that I might forget about the pain and struggle before, but I can think about being employed at Barometrics, before that being employed at Cordial, before that being employed at um, a church, before that being employed at Funflix. And like, I am way happier where I am now than I was at any one of those points. And I was way happier at Barometrics than I was at Cordial. And I was way happier at Cordial than I was at, at my church. And so um, you just have to remember a little bit about where you came from. And then I think you find more happiness than where you are today, even if it's not ultimately where you want to end up in yeah hedonistic adaptation like we we always adjust to exactly where we are right now and then we forget that the we're actually treadmill. a lot better off than we used to be yeah 100 um so before uh, i i'm actually i actually do want to dive into swipe files a bit because i feel like people uh, might be interested um before we get there I, I wanted to touch on one more thing which i really got a lot of value from um you do a lot of marketing but you also were on the louis nichols sales podcast and then I, yeah. I listened to it and you like dictated an email and, and I was like, what? <laughs> you were like super confident about it. And I was like, holy shit, like I got to write this down. <laughs> so I actually collect these things because I mean, I don't have to do sales yet, but someday I will. And you seem to have yeah. some experience with this. Uh, even I, I, could, I couldn't tell from like where this came from, but you were like, you, you dictated this, this email. I was just, I'm just going to show it just because sure. uh, we're, yeah, we're on Zoom, I, right? I basically... As right. the head of growth for Barometrics, I was head of marketing and sales. And so even though it didn't really seem like it, I was actually doing a lot of sales at Barometrics, working one-on-one with customers, converting trials, doing outreach. Um, I just didn't talk about it as much, of yeah. course, with the exception of this podcast. But I mean, it, it's, a, it's a super useful skill. And, and, and there's some people, I mean, there's definitely on, this, on the side of like not enough people doing sales because it involves talking to people and asking for things. Um, right. <laughs> and, and, and so you had this thing like, where did this come from? I mean, I, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll send people to the podcast, but like, I just, I just want to know this, the story behind this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so this email, I was, 
the focus was, um, I, I kind of had this thesis at Bear Metrics, which was to start from the bottom of a funnel and work your way up. So instead of, and you could think of a funnel anyway, but I like to use um, the Pirate Metrics AARR. So you have mm-hmm. acquisition, activation, retention, um, referral, and revenue. So instead of starting from the top and kind of having this leaky bucket syndrome where maybe you might, um, uh, you know, you might acquire, get someone to your website, but you might not convert them or you get them on your newsletter, but don't turn them into customer, get them to start a trial, to turn into customer, et cetera. You start from the bottom at revenue. And so what I, what I thought when I was thinking about, okay, how can I make the most of this kind of revenue function? This is early on parametrics. I thought, well, we have so many um, people who, were in the product who were customers, uh, but but canceled for some reason, or they maybe they were um, they were trialing users, but they didn't convert. So we have this huge database of people who have been with us at some point, expressed a high amount of interest, were even paying money at some point, and then decided not to. So, and I was also going through a period where I, I was doing a lot of customer research. So I just thought it'd be an interesting kind of data point to get this. And I was trying to think, well, how do you reach out to people? who have paid you and canceled and like probably don't really want to hear from you ever again or expired as a trial. I might not even remember that they were a trialing user. Um, and so that's why I decided to, to write something like this. And I, my, my goal was to make it as personable and authentic and basically honest as possible. So, I, you know, so I said, you know, I'll keep this short. I recently joined the Metrics team. I'm looking for one piece of information um, cause I knew that they were our customer, right? Cause this is, this was the email for the customers. There was a separate email for the expired trials. Um, but, uh, you know, I just wanted to see, yeah, what would, what would make you become a paid customer again? Um, and I really just wanted to know, it's kind of a, a practice of inversion. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, I was looking through other people's emails and asking people around of, Hey, how do you reach out to someone like this? And they would say, Oh, send them a survey or, um, some an offer for like a discount again. And, but like that, it really doesn't get to the core of why they canceled their, their plan in the first place. Mm. So I thought, why don't I just ask them that <laughs> and, and ask, but I, I can't just ask them why they canceled because well, we already have a lot of the information through cancellation insights, one of the products at Bear Metrics. Um, and they may or may not have already expressed that in some capacity. Uh, so I thought, why don't I just like flip it and invert it and ask, what would it take for them to, to become a customer again? And then they can rehash maybe some of the things that were top of mind for them, or they could basically just throw me a bone and say, hey, if you can deliver on this thing, I'll become a customer again. I can try to find a way to, to make that happen for them. Um, so anyways, it's a long way of saying that, that was kind of the thinking behind coming up with this email. No, it's, it's solid. Uh... 74% open rate, 19% reply rate. Um, and you do a follow-up right, with, with, the, with this thing. Um, yeah. I mean, even I think after I, when I did this podcast, it was pretty um, recent. Uh, I think the last number I saw was it was a 90% open rate and a 26% reply rate. Like it's been the most successful email I've ever sent in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But like, I, I like, I like collecting these inspirations so I don't have to think it up myself ever. Uh, in fact, probably it's a file. Yeah, it's a swipe file, right? Um, so yeah, I, I guess that, that leads us nicely into swipe files. Um, and I kind of just want um, like a, a demo a little bit because like I still feel like I, I, so I get the concept of a swipe file. Um, the, the the dashboard, the favorites, like I, we had we had a bit of conversation about the, the favorites, right? This, um, 
when 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 it was yeah exactly this when i when i came here it was empty um and one of my right. this is one of my pet peeves actually that um developers always forget the empty states uh, so there's mm. this there's yeah. this um inspiration diagram to to show like we always forget oh, the empty state and, and like this is these are the creative things that you can do to get people to use your thing because when when the, the the cold start is like when they, when people land they don't know what to do right. um so you can yeah. just tell them <laughs> um, right you can just direct them uh but anyway let's talk about twice files like so you know pretend yeah. I, I i've never seen the actually, actually just like you know um what what yeah what is swipe files and, and what do you want it to be hmm. uh i'd say very literally swipe files is a membership site for marketers that's kind of like the easiest simplest way that i describe it and when i describe it to my mom and to uh you know other people who are not in tech that's that's those are the words that i use um really the thought behind it is to have like a combination of things that help people do marketing better to, to master marketing. So kind of the phrase I've been using more recently is um, content, community, and courses to master marketing. Uh, now with that, I have like a lot of things in flux. And so like, it's all very work in progress still. And it's sort of like, a, uh, you know, I'm still like building the, how's it go? Building the airplane on the way down. Yeah. Right. So like some things are still being assembled. Um, I would say at the core of it is really the community. And that's where a lot of the value is. Uh, the interaction that's probably like the most mature part of the product or the membership yeah. um there's still a lot to be done and still have like a lot of big plans there but the community is definitely like the core thing and basically the the core reason why people sign up today there's yeah. also the teardowns i had um, i had some teardown, I had some authentication things with this so i, I can't i haven't okay. been able to log in yet <laughs> yeah I'll, anyway. I'll help you out with that all right um sorry uh, the uh the teardowns are what I started with because that yeah. was kind of like my entry point. I thought this is something new I could build, you know, um, interest around so I could attract the right people and then maybe figure out what to do with it later. So I've kind of like paused the teardowns, but there's still like this library of teardowns you can, you can search through for examples. Um, again, built for my own kind of need for uh, people explaining why something's good. Like I don't just want, there's swipefile.com and there's swipe.co, which are like, it's just these massive libraries of examples, but I want to know which examples are good and why they're good. And so that's why I sort of wrote some of the, um, some of the teardowns. It's a uh, swiped.co, it's a uh, past tense. Um, and then now there's a couple other pieces. So I'm kickstarting this newsletter, uh, yeah. which is kind of just All like right. content, right? So that's thought right. leadership and um, more tactical things, but I only have two articles there right now. Uh, and then I also have this brain idea. So the brain, is basically like, here's a swipe file, if you don't have one already, or that you can add to built-in Notion. Um, but it's a little bit janky and the tool I was using, uh, yeah, it's not it's not rendering, so. It's a, it's it's like a Chrome, I, I imagine you use like a Chrome extension, right, to to add these. Um, kind of, it's, so it's built on top of Notion and right now it's built on Super and they don't support galleries, which is uh. a big bummer. <laughs> um, but I think I'm gonna have a fixed port soon. But anyways, the thought here is like, hey, if you got nothing else out of the membership, here's just like a massive swipe file that you can use um, and, and reference. So it's just a, a combination. I mean, really, I, I've been kind of testing the waters of what I think would be most compelling, but I'm trying to just give people as many reasons to join as a member as possible. And then at different times, they might have needs for different things, but at least I have something to offer. 
Yeah, I, I'd say I'd say I kind of do the same thing with uh, with my community, like a three tier thing, except that I, I have a book and then a community and um, and then like creators right. mastermind type of thing, um, which, which is like a mixed bag um, because I don't I'm not full time. I don't intend to ever be full time on this, uh, but mm-hmm. we have we have really good conversations. Um, actually, I'll, I'll send you an invite if you if you want to if you want to check it out. Um, but cool. No, um, like this is this is really I I just, I, just, I I think I first joined because of the teardowns because to me the teardowns yeah. always like a good teardown is worth its weight in gold because then then I learn a lot. Uh, I can't find it yeah. right now. <laughs> no uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, there we go. Yeah, like a good teardown. I, I really just yeah. I mean this this is this is evergreen and it's. What what's really great? I mean, I I almost want to replicate this because I find this a lot. Um, have you have you come across um, Harry Dry's stuff? Yeah, I love Harry Dry's stuff. Um, um, I think that's good marketing. Just good marketing. Um, MarketingExamples.com. Marketing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there, also um, there's tons. Part of, of my inspiration for Swy Files too was uh, oh dang it, now I'm gonna lose it. Um, PageFlow, I think it is PageFlow.com. Um, there's also an onboarding specific one called, uh, oh, dang it. Maybe it's um, pageflow.com. Oh, um, um, onboarding. I have, I have, I have this somewhere. Hang on. I have this. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, but I, I mean, remember we all, we all need, we all need inspiration and, uh, no, it's not app cues. Oh, I don't know where I put it. Anyway, um, page closed. <laughs> like you, you feel this the moment you have to make your own landing page, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and totally. I think I almost think every marketer should basically make their own swipe files like that. It, it's oh, yeah. kind of no, like your study have process. A swipe file. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I was actually just listening to. Um, uh, the podcast interview with Guy Raz interviewing Tim Ferriss. Mm-hmm. And when he was first starting out, he built a swipe file and then he studied, uh, rewrote, um, recreated a whole bunch of marketing examples that he had collected. And that's how he learned marketing and sales. And this was all the way back in 2001, 2000. Right? So it's, it's not like a new concept. It, it's just like a little bit obscure and specific to, to marketers. Um, but the concept also relates to like in the personal management, personal knowledge management space, there's this idea of, a um, uh, my notes, I always butcher the, I always butcher the, the pronunciation, but it's, um, a little casting, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. There's building a second brain. Yeah. Um, there's things like, uh, even like, um, getting things done, right. But all sorts of ways for people to basically, collect examples, process knowledge, study things and reference later, right? And that's, that's why file is just like the word that we use for that for marketing. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it makes, um, makes total sense. I mean, I, I like the, I just like how it's presented and like, it's very narrative. Like you could just read it top, top to bottom and read your commentary on this and you highlight stuff. Like it's, it's really cool. <laughs> Thanks man. So yeah. I guess you're just like working on this on the side for like, oh, actually you only started this in March, right? Yeah, so I was just putting out a teardown every week since crap. Um, since you have March. A lot of teardowns. You have, um, you have a lot of yeah, teardowns. Yeah, 
it's a little bit oversold because that some of them are still like work in progress. Gotcha. Um, but I think I've completed somewhere around 50 or 60, I want to say. Wow. That, that's, that is pretty awesome. Um, what's a, what's a, what's a, like, what's, what's your favorite pe- teardown? I, I don't know. Like what's, what's a really unusual one <laughs> mm. <laughs> that kind of sticks um, out in your mind? Yeah. I really like the competitor comparison pages. If you just go to the top and then filter for that on the okay. subcategory. Mm, wow. There's a lot here. And one of those. Uh, yeah. This is one of the things I need to figure out. Um, there we go. Comparison pages. Um, I really like Drift or Intercom. I also really like, uh, there's a couple more. Oh yeah, I, I also really like Twist versus Slack. Although that one, the images kind of came out kind of wonky. Um, do, you, do you, I mean, do you just like use the, the Chrome screenshot tool or do you, I guess you just, you just use like a... <laughs> there's another extension. No, there's another extension that will take like a full page yeah. uh, screenshot. But the issue is that if there's any sort of animation um, or like expanding components within the within the page, yeah. then it just well you'll see it with Twitter versus Slack, but it just doesn't come out right. Uh, it looks fine. Yeah, so you see those now. You see those dead spaces. Oh, I mean, I just put that down to right there to designers liking spaces. <laughs> yeah, you can see it's kind of cut off. Let so. it breathe. Um, you. Uh, you know, you know, Chrome can do the, the full page thing, right? It might might do a better job. Really, I didn't know. Yeah, that actually. let's um, hang on. Does it? Um, uh, let, let me show you. This is my own personal, <laughs> personal nice. Google, because um, I, I don't like the the junk. Um, so you just do like a uh, full full size screenshot here. Um, okay, well, you lost me already. Oh, sorry. Okay, so you pull up the dev tools. Okay. Um, yep. This is not it, but whatever. Um, pull up the dev tools, and then you you do um, command shift P to to pull up the panel within the dev tools. You... Oh, the panel. Okay. Yeah, and then and then um, full size screenshot. So it just takes the screenshot for you, um, hmm. and it's at the browser level. So hopefully, um... oh, there you go. So hopefully, yeah, this is the full size screenshot from 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 Chrome. So it might be better, high fidelity. I I don't know. I I don't use it very often, um, but that's what I do for for like long mobile mobile views and stuff like that. Yeah, do me a favor, Google. Um, just really quick, Twist versus Slack, and yeah. I think you'll be able to. I don't remember the exact URL. Otherwise, I'd tell you. Oh, here it is. Um, they paid it for an ad there. There we go. Yeah, yep. there we go. Okay. Um, so you'll see that there's some sort of animations, and let's see it, just how it shows up. Okay. Oh, even worse. Oh, yeah, well. Okay. So. Well, never mind. <laughs> this is a hard problem. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. I know. I guess it's probably, it's probably like it's probably just JavaScript. It's probably just like async loading these. Oh, I see what you mean by the yeah. anim- Oh, okay. Right. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you, I get I, it. Like, how could it screenshot things that are changing and moving? Yeah. But... Exactly. Um, well, I mean, I think I think you did a decent job here. Like, it's 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 readable, and and really, I only care about the sections, right? Because like, yeah, here, right. this is what I care about. Um, yeah. So that's that's pretty great. Um, yeah, I, I remember that um, Savvy Cal actually did um, some comparison things too. Uh, did you have a hand in that? Oh, by the way, I, I love. Savvy oh yeah, 
Um, I can't. Thanks. Get to yeah, I, I wrote all the all the copywriting <laughs> for the website. If I'm logged in, I can't get to the marketing page, right? <laughs> right. I know it's kind of annoying. Um, it's fine. Uh, you can uh, take I'll, that I'll just do the the uh, incognito. It's it's fine. It's fine. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, where's the? Do I go bottom? There we go. Yeah, it should be in that footer. Oh, this this is money. Ah, I love this. <laughs> okay, so yeah, talk, talk to me about this. What 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 um what did you think about here? Uh, I'm just kind of curious because. I've done yeah. I've done comparison so, pages before and I really struggled. Yeah, it, I mean it's, it's definitely um, not an easy thing to do and to do it in a way where you're not disparaging the competitor, but you're also mm -hmm. um, not like punching too light and actually like you know saying something worthwhile. I mean one of, one of the main things that I started with at SavvyCal was positioning, so reworking the the main landing page and describing it in a way that would click for people because it still wasn't. Um, you know, I think the previous headline was like uh, a savvy scheduler for entrepreneurs or something like that. It was like uh, a meeting for a meeting schedule for savvy entrepreneurs. And it was kind of like, well, it doesn't really tell me a lot about what I should expect or, um, you know, what I would like about it. And inevitably, there was also a lot of questions about, well, how does this compare to Calendly? How does this compare to what I'm currently using, like fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And so after we're done with the positioning and revamp the main landing page, it was basically like, okay, well, people are already asking this question anyway, so we might as well have a, a page or somewhere to point them to. But also uh, there's gonna be like, there's a lot of big brands. Like um, I call it kind of marketing judo, but uh, when you have competitors that are like these big incumbents and that are well-known, mm -hmm. you can use that to your advantage by, um, by trying to basically create pages that siphon off some of their traffic for their brand, right? So if someone searches for Calendly, we might be on the second or third page, but we're there. But if someone searches Calendly alternative, maybe because they're unhappy with it, we want to be there at the top result, right? And so let's create a page that really targets people who are looking to switch away from Calendly. So we also knew that there's kind of an, an inbound marketing opportunity for people to, to find Sevical this way. Um, we're not at the top of the page yet, but we're getting close. I think we're on like the second page, I want to say. Um, still, we get a good amount of, uh, you can see product on it's actually listed pretty high too, which was one of the other things that we knew. Um, but basically, I mean, the, the page is really just there to, uh, to describe why people switch from Calendly to SavvyCal. Through the positioning exercise, we already had a lot of the main differentiators. We used the exact words of people like yourself who described why they're switching off of Calendly and that people did. Um, and then we made it easy to describe, hey, if you're looking for these things, switch over to SavvyCal if you're not happy with, uh, with Calendly. And um, I'm oversimplifying it a lot, but uh, you know, there's some style points. And like, I took this section from that Drift versus Intercom page that we just referenced in the Swy Files teardowns. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of differentiators. So we made that little summary section that has like the nine kind of bullet point reasons why someone would switch. Yeah. Um, I and remember then below, it just really gets great. into... Yeah, and then it gets into like point by point. Savikel does this. Calendly doesn't do that. Savikel does this. Calendly doesn't do that. Just to like really articulate clearly, so there's no question about uh, the differences between them. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks it looks great. The copy is like short and sweet. Um, I, I'd be right. curious to to check like what's the time on site for for this for per page and like you know I wonder mm -hmm. if like people actually make it all the way down here. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, it gets a good amount of signups and traffic. Yeah. Um, and, and we see, you know, which button they click on. And that's actually like the main call to action at the bottom. This one. Uh, we've also run some Twitter ads to these pages and they get a good amount of clicks over to them. And then we'll usually see that someone will go to back to the homepage or the pricing page and then sign up. Mm -hmm. So it's also not really here to convert people. It's to inform people to get the information they need to convert on another page or another time or to come back uh, at a certain point. Cool. Well, I mean, that's, that's, an, that's you know, an excellent example of, of what um, really good consulting and, and just like, you know, applying the, the swipe files to something real. Um, and obviously yeah. you, you had a hand in, in the product hunts launch. So I just realized that product hunts does these alternative things and you basically like gamed your way yeah. to the top. I mean, not gave, but right. like being, being the top of one day gets you to the top of product hunts page, which is number mm -hmm. three organically. Um, for, right. uh, it, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's the, it's the thing that keeps on giving. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm pretty sure that fairly, you know, within like this year, we'll be closer. It will be on the first page for, for our um, like native page. Uh, but so let, let me push back on that. Why? What makes you so sure? Because this is very, very competitive. Um, what makes you so um, sure? I think that the way that we structured the pages and just like SEO in general uh, stands a better chance against a lot of these tools. Um, okay. But also, we're, we're going to be doing some link building, we're already doing a little bit of it. Uh, but I think that just, I mean, it's it's such a new page and we're such a new domain anyways, that over time, I think that we're gonna have a better chance of being there. And if you'll notice, there's a lot of, a lot of those are kind of like in tangential industries or they kind of like roundabout talk about alternatives to Calendly, but like we very clearly use, you know, SavvyCal versus Calendly, Calendly alternative a bunch of times. And even you can see what the, the URL, it's just Calendly alternative. So we're trying to exact match a lot of things that um, some of the other sites aren't doing. Yeah, 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 gotcha. Um, perfect. I, um, I, 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 think, I think this is a, this is a really good overview. I, I'm, I'm actually curious if you have any, I guess, open questions that you're thinking about for, for swipe files or that you just wanted to talk to me about. Oh, did you lose audio? <laughs> sorry my airpods died can you hear me okay still yeah i can hear you better now your your microphone's really good yeah sorry <laughs> i should have used this in the beginning um i'll try to turn your volume down so there's no bleed um sorry no it's all good um no i was i, I was i was just bringing it to, to close anyway I, I mean i thought this is a really good overview of like everything you got going on um, I think it's a really inspirational journey and like you execute really well. Um, I, I think the, the, you know, I, I'm, I'm the kind of guy, like I, I, I tend to overcomplicate things and I, I think you have a good sense for, uh, for like, you know, simplicity and communicating ideas and ap applying it to something useful. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I just, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's an inspirational story and I, I'm, it definitely helps me to think about the kind of thing that I want to do. <laughs> thanks man yeah i've been trying really hard to not um you know be perfectionist and like just get things out the door and like some things might be broken or like half-baked but just to kind of have it out there and then iterate a little bit later and that way it's you know 
burning in the back of my mind and I'll get to it rather than like never getting to it. And, um, so we'll see, but, uh, you know, you can always follow along too. I don't know if you've seen the thousand true fans page, I have. but, um, yeah, I think it's constantly just updating list of, um, members you can kind of follow along my journey there. I mean, your, your blogging is really, it re- kind of reflects that it's like, like very personal, very, um, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you get people excited and bought in along, along the way. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> Thanks, I think appreciate it. Yeah. It's I think the, it's, uh, it's seen the, the funnel is something like doing something, doing marketing or, or whatever you call it growth for something like this versus something like this. It's very different. Like this has a playbook. This doesn't. Um, yeah, hundred <laughs> so. percent. That is the hard part that marketing swipe files has been one of the toughest parts because when marketing content and marketing things is the product what is the marketing mm-hmm. right so like <laughs> it uh it's been difficult to really you know it could it could go in either way like oh i could do a newsletter and have it be free and that's like the marketing thing that i do or as part of the membership or there's like a blend in between but then like i have to have these really clear lines to get people to to upgrade um so I'm, I'm trying to package as much into the membership as possible just to like really sweeten the pot and make it as, uh, as a no brainer as possible for someone to sign up. And then the main marketing thing for me will be my Twitter and this new podcast that I'm launching here pretty, pretty soon. Uh, that'll be like the inbound, you know, top of funnel thing to get eyeballs on swipe files to become members. Yeah. Interview podcast, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean that's it sounds it sounds really awesome. Like, do uh, do do you have so you know I I basically was gonna turn it around and and go like, do you have any questions for me or do, or like open questions that that you're kind of debating right now? Yeah, I, I'd be curious for you. Like, um, what are the biggest uh, roadblocks or reservations or um, hesitations about marketing for you and like the you know, the way that you think about it, the way you do it, uh, what's appropriate for you and what you're working on. So, um, you know, right, right now, my own, my main side hustle, sorry, my only side hustle is, is this book and, and community. Um, I have only done Twitter, um, and podcasts and talks and stuff like that. I have completely ignored Reddit, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, because I'm, yeah, I don't know. It, I, so let, let me scratch that. I think I've been very, uh, decently successful on Twitter. Um, uh, and this year, I think I should push my boundaries of my, my own comfort limit. So just because I'm not on Facebook doesn't mean that there there are not developers on Facebook and I should probably try to reach them. Um, do you... <laughs> sh- should I... So sh- should I just go straight to like paid market, like, you know, paid ads and just try my luck? Is that your, yeah. is that something that you, that you do? Uh, I, here's what I've been realizing across a lot of my personal experience, as well as working with consulting clients and mentoring and advising is that a lot of people feel like they don't do enough marketing in the way that they're not like widely kind of spread across a lot of different tactics or channels or strategies. And they feel like they're kind of leaving money on the table. But the reality is that they usually haven't gone deep enough mm-hmm. and they haven't done enough of one or two or, or three things max. Um, and it's interesting because 
I think a lot of people, like it's super easy to have shiny object syndrome with marketing because it's, oh, let me like try to build a following on LinkedIn. Let me run ads on LinkedIn. Let me join LinkedIn groups. Like for every platform or channel, like there's like four or five different strategies that you go after for each one. So you end up with this ginormous list of a hundred plus things you could do and you're only doing one or two. So you look at it and feel like you're a failure. When in reality, you probably only need like one to three main things that you do to that are marketing right um and if you do those things really well and you invest in those things and you grow those things then everything else is going to be like a bonus or it's going to be a waste of time <laughs> because it's, it's not going to give you it's going to be like diminishing returns right where like you've reached kind of like the peak of the power law and uh everything else isn't going to really be worth it so like for me for example that's why i mentioned the podcast is going to be one thing I do. My Twitter is going to be another thing I do. And then going on other people's podcasts, workshops, uh, conference talks, um, newsletter swaps is going to be like the third thing I do. And that's all the marketing that I'm going to do. And I'm, it's sort wow. of, you know, working to a certain degree right now, but I'm not even going to look at ads. I'm not going to look at um, sales. I'm not going to be on all the channels. I only, I'm only on Twitter. Basically I like, check into my LinkedIn once in a while, never go on Facebook, never go on Instagram. I know that there are marketers there, but it's just, I think for, for me and my interests and the place that I can get the highest leverage is on Twitter. And so why waste my time with those other, other channels? Um, but instead of just like letting those things coast, I'm going to really double down on them. So I'm starting this podcast. I want to put a lot into that. My Twitter, I've, I've been intentional about growing, but I want to be a lot more intentional about growing it. Um, collaborating with others. Uh, again, been kind of doing that passively, but going to be really intentional about that. So I always try to challenge people like, what are the things you're doing now that are working moderately well that you can make work really well? And what are the things that you've been doing passively that you can do actively? And those are usually the one to three things that will get you to where you need to be marketing wise. Those are good questions. Not to even I'll, I'll give you an example for, for Savvy Cal too, yeah. where we, we sat down and it's very easy and fun to just write down a bazillion marketing ideas. But when we really sat down and thought about it, we thought, well, the product is going to do a lot of the marketing for us because it has this kind of uh, exposure loop where mm -hmm. can overlay their calendar. Every time I share a link. Yep. Yeah. Using a product means that you're getting it in front of new people all the time. Yeah. Um, so what we really need to do is like kickstart things. And we need to have a couple of ways to get people to the site. And then we need to have like one or two other ways uh, um, where we're sort of doing some, some outreach, right? So the inbound stuff is SEO is the competitor comparison pages. We're working on a couple of like content pieces that I think will work uh, pretty well. The kickstart stuff is, or we did product hunt. Um, we're doing a couple of things to try to like make the most of uh, the wait list that we have right now and like people who are users, but not customers. And then we have some collaboration things where we're getting in front of other people's audiences. And so writing a couple of blog posts, doing a couple of workshops, going to, you know, schedule Derek to be on a couple of podcasts. Um, and then we're going to call it a day and we're not going to worry about, we, you know, we've done some Twitter ads, but it's more of like an amplifier to some of the things we're already doing, but we're not going to go and run Facebook ads. We're not going to go run LinkedIn ads, at least not yet. Um, can revisit that, but at least right now, like you only need a couple of things. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You made me feel a lot better. And I just, I felt guilty, man. I was just like, am I freaking yeah. leaving money on the table? That's what I've been realizing. 
<laughs> so many people feel guilty. That's the exact words that they say. That's the exact word I say is I feel guilty for not doing more. When yeah. in reality, you should be doing less, but better, right? Yeah. You should really be focused on being active rather than passive and, and being more intentional about it rather than um, kind of on a whim. I think that's your next blog post. Um, I don't know if you've written about it already. Okay. But. That's my next one. It's going into <laughs> Rome right now. What, what should I call it? Um, don't feel guilty or uh, don't, mm. don't, yeah, don't be guilty. Get, and then fill in the blank. I, I don't know. Find, find something interesting, catchy for the, for the blank. Um, but I think that that guilty bit is something that everyone identifies with. So I think it deserves guilty. to be in the title. Um, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, because I, like a lot of us kind of are essentially part-time marketers right especially um getting mm. into this business and we all you know have this imposter syndrome thing i it, it could be good for you to i mean it's not exactly on point for for swipe files but it is uh just marketing related and you could just be the guy um i like i, I like how Rand fishkin kind of does does it like he you know he had moz but his his whole thing was uh, that it was just about SEO in general. Like he was the go-to person for right. SEO. Um, so that's one way to do authority or brand building, whatever you call it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really worried. Like I kind of just want to spread my wings a little bit and talk about anything and everything marketing related. And then maybe later I'll focus or niche down or maybe like my kind of like specialty or what people know me for will emerge from that. But um, I think people sometimes too, like they feel like, they need to have a plan from the beginning about this is what I want to be known for. And this is what I want to talk about. And this is like, I'm going to be the guy for this thing. And I don't know if you can like manufacture that. Sometimes it just kind of evolves. It happens. Over time. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm like accidentally the guy for learning in public, but I didn't really plan that or, right. or I, and I don't want that to be my only thing. Cause I think it's kind of limiting, but um, totally. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, the guilty thing is just a, just an idea. Oh, oh yeah. But, uh, th that's my, that's my rule, right? Like it's, it's called the three strikes rule, which is anytime it comes up three times and then, you know, mm. you, it, it seems like a pattern that, and it seems like a thing that people talk about and think about it's worth a blog post. Like it's, yeah, it's not that hard. I think that's so true. I've just been collecting a, a whole big, that's actually been one of the, um, you know, I, I kind of had an idea this might happen initially, but it's one of the reasons why I did want to take on consulting and mentoring before I went full-time on Swipe Files was because I knew that if I just got like a, in front of a lot of people and heard everything that they were going through, exactly, that I would really get to know uh -huh. what people are struggling with, how to describe it. Oh, it yeah. would be like kind of that passive customer research. And because uh, I, was, I was missing, I mean, I got that at Barometrics again, talking to 10 to 20 founders and marketing leaders a week. And I wanted to continue that a little bit. And now I'm kind of continuing that with my community as well to try to like, you know, be kind of ground level in the trenches, hear what's going on, having ear to the floor. But, uh, um, man, I, like the things I've learned and seen and like, uh, the ways people describe things through the mentoring and consulting has spurred up a lot of amazing ideas that I'll now use for swipe files. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I, I can definitely relate. Um, this will go a bit too long, but uh, the, the whole, um, so I'm, I'm consulting for, for a startup right now that's trying to get um, like a hosted cloud solution. It's, it's a developer tool startup. And there's, there are a lot of basic things that are just not there in the established mm. solutions like Auth0 and Okta. And I was like, what the hell? This doesn't exist. Like, and, and you get these ideas to go build it because like, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a huge yeah. opportunity. Um, and I think, this is, this is, I like this more 
than people who go directly into indie hacking because when you do that a lot of your ideas are b2c um and b2c mm. sucks right like everyone, everyone kind of knows like the the reasons like churn and all that um so you work in b2b field for a while and you get b2b ideas and and hopefully yeah. that that um helps to you know get you best better customers and and, and all that so right um, I, w- I was talking to a, a guy the other day who wanted to you know hop on the phone and kind of get some ideas for marketing for his product and um, he was telling me about it and he was like, well, he was in like this really obscure industry. Like, um, uh, what was it? I can't even remember. Oh, it was um, uh, like CPG, like product manufacturing. And he specifically specialized in the process management part of the manufacturing uh, system of these CPG products. And he was like, okay, so my idea, I was like, one, you're probably like the only person in the entire world who would have this idea. So it's probably worth exploring. Um, but also two, like, again, like because he has that special expertise and knowledge, uh, he can be the one to really speak to customers. He's going to know how to market. He's going to know. And when you pick a product or a market that you're not in, and you don't have some sort of way to get insight into it, you're at a huge disadvantage as an indie hacker. Um, I mean, that's why I've chosen marketing as like all the products that I create, all the things that I do, all the things I talk about are all about marketing because I know it. That's me. I, I have friends in it. I'm well connected in it. If I went and tried to start a startup around, like, oh, there's probably an opportunity in CPG food manufacturing process management. I would it would be a failure like right from the start because who am I to go into that industry? So. Um, it's definitely right. I mean, even by having these little experiences, you can get the ideas. But if I was, if I was consulting with him, maybe on the marketing for it, then I would get ideas about it. And I would learn to understand it. Maybe there's another idea out of that of, oh, look at this. That's why I'm doing the, the podcast um, for Swy Files. The new one it's called Everything's Marketing is I want to talk to people to get ideas to uncover, hey, what are the interesting things that these people are doing, those people are doing. I want to write about that in the newsletter. I want to invite them into the community. And it's going to be this flywheel where I'm going to expose myself to all these new ideas that I don't have to manufacture. I can just swipe from other people and uh, and get exposed to them. I like it. Swipe from other people. I, it, that's that's a little bit what I do for, for blogging as well. Um, yeah, cool. Well, um, it, this is a really great chat. Um, I'm going to you know put down a bunch of links. I, I actually like prepared a bunch of links just because I knew, I knew what we were going to be talking about. Um, but uh, when your podcast is out, I'm going to send send um, people there too. Um, but thanks so much awesome. for joining me for this uh, recording. Thanks for having me, man.